Shaken and Disturbed, everyone. I'm Darren Carp, and uh, welcome to Shaken and Disturbed, Johnny Boy. Oh, thank you. I'm, it's like I'm a guest on today's show or something. I didn't want to say it, but... <laughs> I mean, I've been demoted to guest. I mean, oh, darn. Well, was, listen, does that, that mean I have less work to do? That would be nice. It was all that, that gay great. talk, you know? Well, listen, the you gays are taking to. over... Can't what have can that on do? our show. What can um, you do? <laughs> today's show is historic. Kind of historic, no? yeah, kind of historic. I mean, it's the first of its kind. It's the first of its kind. Stay tuned because at the end of today's episode, for the first time, we're bringing on our first ever Patreon super bum, 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 fan, bum. and it's gonna be yeah. Thank you. We do need sound effects, so I appreciate that. You're welcome. Um. And uh, it's going to be really fun. There's a We're going to play a game. We're going to give away prizes. We're going to talk about true crime stuff. Um, if you Basically, if you pledge at the super fan level on Patreon, you can opt in to joining us on an episode of Shaken and Disturbed. And for our first time ever, um, a super fan named Denise, who some of you may know if you're in yes. our Facebook group or came to any of our live shows, will join us and play a game of called John or Darren. For a chance to win a very, very lucrative prize. A very, We're really excited. very lucrative prize. And I got to say, yeah. I'm looking forward to getting to know Denise. I'm really excited. I kind of want to like flip the script on her and see like what got her into true crime. So I'm just, yeah, I'm, for sure. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, the game's going to be yeah. fun. Basically, it's called John or Darren. And we have a fact, we read a fact out and you have to, dis- you have to pick whether it was me or Darren that the fact applies to. And let me just say this. Um, you'll hear it later on. Um, it's it's going to get intense. I have a it, feeling. I have I, a feeling. The facts are pretty good. The facts, the facts are, are so amazing. good that I'm excited. Um, John, before we get into this week's case, as mm-hmm. we should, are you imbibing this week, good sir? I am, because if you listen to Thursday or the most recent NMR, I have had one hell of a January, okay? Mm-hmm. So I'm drinking whiskey. I hear you, girl. <laughs> I'm drinking whiskey, brown sugar bourbon, out of the bottle. Because I don't give a fuck wow, anymore. Wow, you really just stopped caring. Okay. I really don't. I really don't care anymore. So I'm just sipping on this. What about you? I, uh, I'm i going my sour beer route, my friend, and I'm doing a Brooklyn Brewery sour ale. It's kind of a, I guess, a, a light pink and a turquoisey kind of blue if you've now, ever seen it in the supermarket is this the same brand because you had a um an audible reaction when you drank your sour beer from i think last week's episode or an, this, is mm. this is what not is brand? that brand what is the brand that you loved what is the brand you loved i loved back I, what is it back home brewery that was the that sounds Persian right, yeah. beer that i drank That's i'm trying right. to remember what was last week's was but it was like crazy looking i have to go back into the um because well, i listen, only bought like listen, one yeah. each you know what i mean yeah um so i didn't good. yeah it was like so good, good. and I i'm excited for today yeah i don't know if i've ever had a sour beer but just your reaction from that day you were like oh my gosh i, mean, I was like i think i need to get this I mean, let's just—I'm just saying, like, yeah, it was delish. Before we continue, we wanted to tell you guys about this incredible service that we absolutely love, and who are sponsoring today's episode. Surfshark VPN keeps your online identity safe by encrypting all of the information sent between your device and the internet. This keeps your personal data protected from big companies or cyber criminals. 
One really cool thing that Surfshark can do is change your virtual location on your devices. This gives you the chance to access and unblock content libraries and streaming services from other countries, like all of the Netflix libraries. Masking your IP address is essential to becoming private online. A VPN makes sure that your city, your country, and download history aren't linked to your own identity. Surfshark liberates your internet by unblocking blocked websites and bypassing geo-restrictions. Internet censorship will be a thing of the past with Surfshark. Surfshark does not monitor, track, or store what you do online. That means no connection or activity logs. It's just an incredible company doing incredible things to make sure that we're all safe with how we browse the internet. And take our word for it, you want Surfshark. And are you ready for this? You guys listening are going to get an incredible deal. Go to surfshark.com slash shaken and use code shaken to get 83% off plus three months extra for free. This is honestly one of the best deals that we've ever even had on our show. So for 83% off plus three extra months free, go to surfshark.com slash shaken and use code shaken and secure your internet browsing experience today. On June 10th, 1967, Doug and Hazel Parker gave birth to a daughter named Elizabeth Beth. Beth with an E at the end, which I imagine never doesn't seen necessarily. That. Never seen. I wonder if it's like a family name or a sign yeah. of being in the 60s. I don't know. But the family lived in Ontario, Canada throughout Beth's childhood, one where she was involved in lots of extracurriculars, yearbook, choir, band, drama, just to name a few. We talked about band john you and i if you remember last that's right I think yes it was like last week on the patreon yeah i believe yep okay yeah uh, well, i think so all these episodes are blend blending together i don't even remember where or when we talked about things i know i'm genuinely terrified that i'm losing my mind slowly i think <laughs> me too uh, but that's fine we'll get into this so but yes you and i were both in band we were and yep except mine was middle school i played the trumpet john was John was in a whole other story. That's yeah, neither that's here nor true. there. I was. Wait, so you didn't play in high school? No, I didn't play in high school. Oh, I was I didn't in like music that. theory okay. in high school. Music uh, theory? Oh my yeah, god! I, I took music theory. Uh, look at you. I'm, <laughs> I'm on a tangent now. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Go ahead. Go. Doug and Hazel worked as a salesman and a secretary, respectively. Uh, who and they were devout Baptists. Within his community, Doug took on the role as lay pastor, often preaching to a congregation of a hundred other fundamentalist Baptists. I'm assuming lay pastor is kind of like someone yeah. who isn't really a pastor, but kind of like a someone who probably I, could be without any of the, I don't know. That sounds right, but I have no idea. Yeah, I have no idea. No clue. I, I don't know either. If there's a Baptist <laughs> out there, let us know. But in high school, Beth began struggling with her sexuality. When she realized she might be attracted to women. <laughs> oh. Blast. Am I gross, right? Right. Right, right, right. Right, 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 right. Totally. Right. Totally. Yeah. 100%. At 14, she tried to kiss a female classmate but was shot down. That mm. would crush me. And mm. also at 14, that would crush me. Totally. After, after high school, Beth began studying at the London Baptist Bible College. During college, Beth did her best to try and explore sexuality while remaining in her family's good graces. Oh, I... I don't even want to continue. This I is like know it's like it's for me. just yeah, it really is. But let's let's try to get through it. Yeah. Well, once Beth attended a gay-friendly <clears throat> church service with a girlfriend, and this resulted in her expulsion from school and for her older brother Robert oh. to stop speaking to her. Oh. Doug and Hazel sent Beth to a conversion therapy program, after which Beth repented and promised she'd quote unquote never do it again. 
fucking tragic. Well, I want to jump in right here because um, although I'm not sure that if she lived in Canada or was just simply born there, but Canada just recently, I think in the last four or five days, has completely banned and outlawed conversion therapy. So perfect timing for for a, a story like this. And hopefully people, you know, don't have to go through the same thing now that Beth had to go through. Because it's then. it's not only doesn't work, it's cruel. It's fucking horrible. And yeah. Uh, yeah. In 1991, Beth enrolled back into school and graduated with a minor in counseling. She then began studying nursing at Conestoga College. She did well academically, but began to binge drink alone and often. Mm. In 1995, Beth graduated and became a registered nurse where she often worked with dementia patients. Wow, that's got to be tough. At yeah. work, Beth started taking drugs from the medication room. Ativan and Valium were her favorites. These are, you know, these calm a lot of anxieties. This is a running theme, I guess, in her drugs. Yeah, and I want to say something, and this is not to marginalize alcoholics or anything like that, but typically when people are binge drinking, and especially alone, there's usually something very deep and disturbing going on. You know what I mean? Like you don't hear of, you know, mentally typical people doing things like that. So I think it's a sign of the mental fatigue or stress that she's gone through in her life. So in September of 1995, Beth took 30 milligrams of Ativan from the medication room during her shift, and she began stumbling and slurring her words as she continued to administer medication to her patients. So, by the way, when we say she took it, I think that means that she ingested it, not necessarily like took it out of a cabinet. She actually took it. Um, One of Beth's co-workers noticed and helped her into an empty bed to sleep it off. And then Beth was fired the next day and her uh, nursing license was suspended for a year. And I just feel like if you're caught doing this and you're fired and your license is suspended, like how do you get a job after that? I mean, that goes on. Isn't that like public information at that point? I don't even know. I don't know, but I also believe in the power of redemption. So maybe, you know, there oh, are I agree. cases, yeah. you know, and so it's like, yeah, I I don't know how this would happen so quickly because it seems to be a yeah. lot of bad behavior that I don't, she's clearly not, you know, the environment's got to be rough, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's a, it's a, I, I feel for people that, you know, make mistakes and then have a hard time kind of you know, getting back on their feet. But so this sighting on her record stayed on her record for several years as a flag to potential new employers, as we were just talking about. But by 2007, the citation had fallen off her record. So that's good, right. at least after a certain amount of time. Redemption, you know. maybe. Yeah, yeah exactly. Sure. So in February of 1996, Beth began seeing a counselor for her substance abuse. Beth found a job as a medical support worker where she was lauded by her employers for being so knowledgeable. It wasn't a nursing position, so they didn't really have an idea that she had been fired or why, basically. So that kind of explains that. And Beth was soon teaching other employees how to administer uh, medication to patients. And she became heavily involved in her community's Baptist church where she met Daniel Wetlofer, who worked as a long-haul trucker. The two married in 1997 after less than a year of knowing each other and lived in Woodstock, Ontario throughout their marriage. So, as I mentioned, turns out she had stayed in um, in Canada. So right. good to know that, you know, conversion therapy has been outlawed there. Well, by 2006, Beth and Daniel's marriage had grown kind of rocky. Beth had never quite gotten her sexuality, quote unquote, under control. 
and toward the end of her marriage started seeking romantic relationships from other women online. As we know, you cannot pray away the gay people. We there are you born go. this way. We are truly born this way. Um, Beth also, and I, you know, even the words under control, I'm like, I don't know if that's even the right way to put this because, you know, your sexuality doesn't necessarily need to be quote unquote under control, but it should be something that you're in tune with if you want to have healthy, compatible relationships, you know, with other people. So, and it's so hard. Like I know so many people, Darren, like, I don't know what has happened in this pandemic the last couple of years, but I think people have really stopped and gotten to know themselves better because, the amount of people that have come out to me that were otherwise straight people is 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 remarkable over the last couple of years. And I've had a lot of, well, I don't know. What does it mean? I don't know. But I've had a lot of conversations about this. And some people just, you know, they suppress their thoughts or they suppress the shame that they think is, is applied to this. And when you kind of don't have to face the same people you know whether right. it's work or, or school or whatever explore other things and yeah we get older and we want to know more about ourselves well, that's true and, too you yeah. know i mean i like it yeah I, I like literally better late than never but i definitely think now especially people around our age you know yeah especially when you're home remote working i think yeah. people want to be happy you know and i think people start wanting to choose happiness so beth also began you know to in her own way hearing voices that she says told her she needed to make things right with god that's a whole other layer of, of like a place i don't know that we need to be yeah um when beth had a thought she didn't like she had a habit of singing bible verses out loud this made interacting with other people as you might expect rather difficult you know jarring and jarring right exactly by the way if by the way if i heard somebody doing this like in public i would assume that they weren't well mentally right (laughs) um beth later admitted that during this time she started fantasizing about killing her patients oh no so this just took a very dark turn well in july of 2006 Beth's obsessive compulsive behavior had grown so bad that she took two weeks off from work and checked herself into a psychiatric hospital. She was diagnosed with BPD and depression and was prescribed antidepressants and an anti and antipsychotic medications. In early 2007, Daniel found out about one of Beth's online relationships and filed for divorce. In June of 2007, Beth began working at the Crescent Care Nursing Home, and she primarily worked the night shift, where her main responsibility was dispensing medication to patients. Isn't this uh, weird? I mean, there's a lot of medication. Like, she's around medicine a lot for somebody. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I'm like, how do you keep finding yourself in this situation? Well, because she's so probably fucked up from her religious upbringing and not being accepted that she's like, yeah. you know, struggling here. And by the time she was hired at this job, her previous citation was no longer on her nursing record. So sometime between June and December of 2007, Beth began injecting her patients with insulin. Insulin is a medication used to lower blood sugar. Too much insulin, including unnecessarily injections, can lead to coma and death. Which Uh, I didn't even know, by the way. Yes, absolutely. Insulin overdoses are difficult to detect, and death by insulin overdose can easily be mistaken for death by natural causes, especially in the elderly. Interesting, which I also didn't know. I didn't know that. I didn't think it would be hard to detect for whatever reason other than, like, you'd think you'd be able to check an insulin level. Although, I guess people with diabetes have, you know, off insulin levels. But um, Beth's 
Beth's first victims were 87-year-old Clotilde Adriano and 90-year-old Albina Dimidarios. This is... I mean, tough names, first well, of all. Yeah, tough, <laughs> you know? tough names. But yeah. more importantly, it's like in a weird way. Like I'm like it would be equally disgusting if I were any age. But like, why eighty seven and nine? Like I don't know. It's just like it's almost like I wonder if she went through this thought process of being like, well, they're older anyway, so let me right, experiment like with trying it. to kill them. Like this right. is the way psychos and serial killers think. Well, neither of these two women died from the injection. Clotilda lived for another year before passing away in July of 2008. Albina passed away on her 91st birthday on February 25th, 2010. So, fuck you. And these injections were later found to be aggravated assault, not murder. Wow. Because they didn't murder. She can't be convicted of murder because she didn't murder. But still, aggravated assault, I mean. Well, Beth committed her first murder on August 11th, 2007, when she administered a lethal dose of insulin to 84-year-old Jim Silcox, a married father of six, Mm. and served in the Royal Canadian Army Service Corps during World War II. I mean, imagine surviving World War II, right? And then this fucking happens. What tragedy. Um, from December 22nd uh, to the 23rd in 2007, Beth administered lethal doses of insulin to 84-year-old Mo Granite. Mo had two children and spent his life working as a mechanic. By the oh. way, not that anyone's life is, you know, more important than another, but it's like when you're a veteran of the World War. I mean, come on. Yeah. Um, in January of 2008, Beth and Daniel's divorce was divorce was finalized. Immediately following her split from Daniel, Beth started abusing alcohol and opioids. She also dated several women before changing her mind and letting the people in her life know that she had found God and thus was no longer interested in women. Darren, you've had a similar uh, life calling, I think, right? Yeah. I have similar, uh, clearly. Um, clearly. Know, yeah. I am a woman of God. Um, I've renounced my love of Nadine uh, uh-huh, because I found right. God. You found me. Yeah. I found you. Right. right. And God what more would want do you us need? to be together. Precisely. What more do you need? Right. Well, Beth later admitted that during this time, she had stolen medications from a safe at work that was used to store drugs that had belonged to deceased patients. Oh. So this is like an extra layer of creepy. And by the way, I didn't even know they did things like this. So that's kind of interesting in and of itself. Throughout all of 2008 and 2009, Beth injected 63-year-old Michael Priddle with insulin, quote, with intent to murder, although his death sometime later was not believed to have been caused by Beth's misconduct. In 2008, Beth confessed to a new girlfriend that she had murdered two people with insulin overdoses and that she's tried to kill a third. I just I can't tell like obviously this person is is like not well like Beth is not well but she's a victim herself right like yeah I mean it's hard to sort of you know ascribe what part of you know this kind of insidious action has to do with her upbringing and and the problems that come with that psychological torture but yeah you would think so I mean any human kind of hearing this story would probably think that yeah. Well, the girlfriend that she told this to responded, don't do that anymore. You don't want to get caught. What? And she did, but this girlfriend didn't tell anyone or report Beth to the police, which... Which, to Listen, be fair, after you killed somebody, I said I, the same thing. Didn't. I was like, just don't do that anymore. You were like, like you're, you're fine. Like, hey. Just don't do it anymore. 
you said, hey, stop right now. Thank you very much. I need somebody with a with human the, touch. Right. Not know? a dead human touch. That's a very Thank important you. lyric. You're you did, and, that's, and, and that's how I became a Spice Girls fan. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Beth also confessed to a teenage volunteer at her job after talking him to, or sorry, taking him to Medieval Times for his uh, birthday. Dream. Darren, tell people about Medieval Times who may not know, because it does feel like a New Jersey thing. Am I wrong? It, it is, but it's also out west. It's oh. also out in California. But if you've ever seen the movie Cable Guy, uh, Jim Carrey's <laughs> character goes there. But essentially, it's like you are warped back into Medieval Times. It's very much so kid things. You eat with your hands, and you watch this everyone's on like different teams you get a color associated to this horse and this jouster and they joust in the middle of this arena and it looks like medieval time <laughs> such a beautiful way to put that but it's just funny like medieval times of all things i don't know, I know. But anyway on the drive back from medieval times beth described the murders to the girls uh, to the girl who asked quote well you're not doing them anymore uh, question, end quote. How are the people te- not like like what a little myth that this girl has killed multiple people and is admitting it? And they're like, just well, don't. Eh, just it happens. It, it happens. Human. Yeah, we're, we've all made mistakes. We've all been there. Yeah, right. Well, I will say this teenage girl ended her friendship with Beth, so that's a good thing. But she well, never did report the incident. She never reported. And I will say this, you know, I think we just kind of touched on this. But if somebody told me that they killed somebody, like. Would I even, A, believe them, or B, want to, like, get into the middle of it by reporting it to the police? I'm not sure I would, to be completely fair. Yeah. Well, from September 2008 to December 2008, Beth injected 57-year-old Wayne Hedges with insulin with intent to murder. He passed away on January 24th, 2009, but authorities do not believe his death was caused by Beth. I just, but, I, like, why? I don't get this. But is this exactly what we were just saying? Is it that the insulin was hard to, Detect? you know, attribute to her as yeah, being the know. reason? You know, I think that has to do with it. I mean, think about all these people that are connected to her now that have died. I mean, come on now. Well, October 13th, 14th, 2011, Beth administered lethal doses of insulin to 87-year-old Gladys Millard, a mother of two and a member of the Rose Babeca Lodge, which was a social social service fellowship whose prime detect- directive, Jesus, I cannot speak, <laughs> is to visit the sick, relieve the distressed, bury the dead, and educate the orphan. Oh, so she's like fucking injecting Mother Teresa here with insulin. Yeah, it's like how many more? What, it's it, it's and all these people are old and like probably grandparents. It's just so disturbing. On October twenty sixth, two thousand eleven, Beth administered lethal doses of insulin to ninety five year old Helen Matheson, a member of the United Church and a mom of two. On November sixth, so like two weeks later, Beth injected ninety six year old Mary Zurohaninsky with lethal lethal doses of insulin. July 13th, 2013, this is two years later, Beth injected 90-year-old Helen Young with lethal lethal doses of insulin. I mean, she's constantly connected to these cases. In October of 2013, Beth confessed her crimes to her pastor and his wife while sitting at the kitchen table. So to me, something says that she, like, understands what remorse is and regret and right and wrong. Apparently, the pastor and his wife held Beth's hands and prayed together, telling her, this is grace, this is forgiveness, but if you do it again, we'll have to report you. Well, why don't you hold hands with a phone and right. dial 911 or the police immediately? 
I mean, no one seems to get that she's doing this. No report was ever made to the police. And next, Beth confessed to one of her ex-boyfriends via text message. She described how many people she'd killed and said she'd been considering turning herself into the police. The ex-boyfriend asked, why don't you change your job so that you don't have the opportunity? <laughs> he oh never God. alerted authorities about the conversation. And basically from March 22nd to March 28th, 2014, Beth murdered 79-year-old Maureen Pickering with lethal doses of insulin. Let's go back to the ex-boyfriend. Um, no, that's not how it works. You don't ask someone Just to change, change their job, job so Just that they can job. stop murdering. Oh, right. my God. Well, on March 31st, 2014, Beth was fired from her job. Oh, great. At, uh, yeah, at Caressant Care after administering the wrong medication to a patient who, according to Beth's letter of dismissal, quote, became over-medicated and experienced distress. Now, first of all, that's kind of my worst nightmare. There was a show on Oxygen when I worked there called, I don't think, was it called Bad Medicine or something? I'm forgetting oh, the name of it. But it's about, yeah, it's about these like doctors and healthcare workers that would, you know, do this like purposefully. And it just really freaked me out. You know, I have white coat syndrome, which is when you go to a doctor's office and your blood pressure skyrockets and you just get nervous and panicky. It's 10 times worse after knowing that that type of stuff happens yeah. out there in the world. And I'm this story belongs on that show. But according to that same letter, Beth admitted her error and, quote, explained that it was inadvertent, end quote. The letter went on to explain that, quote, this is another incident in a pattern of behaviors that are placing residents at risk. You have an extensive disciplinary record for medication related errors, which include numerous warnings as well as one, three and two five day suspensions. End quote. So, you know, I think essentially this this uh, employer like is basically like, you cannot keep, you can't do this Doing once. this. Yeah, let alone like, many times. I mean, but also, like, she's, conf that's the thing is, like, she's confessed this to so many people, too, yeah. on the outside world. Like, this didn't need to happen. This is just ridiculous. Well, upon her termination, Caressant Care notified the nursing board, even sending them a 20-page report about Beth's many medication errors. Now, this isn't like, you know, listen, people get written up at work. You might have a poor performance evaluation, whatever the case may be. But a 20-page report? Jesus. Yeah, that sounds like even worse than what we're reporting here on the show today. Well, the nursing board never followed up on the report, later Jeez. stating that they at no point had any underlying concerns about Beth's ability to continue working in healthcare. Um, what? Yeah, okay, okay. This is like their ex-boyfriend. <clears throat> like, just don't well, do remember, it again. I've got well, no remember, concerns. That's true, but remember, she was doing this, and they may not have known that she was connected to it. I mean, right. of course, they were around it, but they weren't able to attribute a lot of these deaths to her, at least at the time. No, well, Beth. Like yeah. Sorry. No, it's okay. Beth continued to work as a registered nurse with a staffing agency until October 2016. Now we're just a few years ago, really. It's not that long ago. Yeah. Um, from August 23rd to August 31st, 2014, Beth administered lethal doses of insulin to 75-year-old uh, Arpad Horva Horvath at the Meadow Park facility in Ontario. From September 1st to the 30th, 2015, Beth injected 77-year-old Sandra Towler with insulin with the, quote, intent to murder. Sandra lived at the Telfer Place Retirement Home in Ontario. 
From August 1st to the 30th, 2016, there was 68-year-old Beverly Beecham with the insulin with intent to murder. Beverly lived at home in Ontario, not at a healthcare facility. So, you know, maybe this was like an at-home situation. In early uh, September 2016, Best Employer assigned her to a position at a school that required her to administer insulin to diabetic children. (sighs) Why? Why? Six, on September 16th, 2016, Beth quit her job and checked herself into a rehab facility because she was afraid she would be unable to resist hurting the children. See, that's what I mean. Like, she knows she has some sort of barrier because otherwise she wouldn't confess to these people and it's such consider a weird... turning herself in. You and know it's what I such mean? a weird thing because she sounds like such a monster. But to your point earlier, you're like, you know. Something is wrong with her. There is a mental, right. She's severe a mental. In some way. Yeah. So you make a really good point there. Once she was admitted into rehab, Beth began co- to confess to the medical staff who reported her to the police. Okay, finally. Yeah. You know she's confessing to all these people. Huh. Now that even has me thinking. You know all these other people that she talked to about it. Maybe that was her way of confessing. You know, then as well, and then maybe she's like, so. maybe she knew in a she some kind of. She wanted them to go to the police. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I think she really wanted it. I just don't think she could help stop herself. On September 29th, 2016, 49 year old Beth was interviewed by the police, and the following day, her nursing license was <laughs> finally revoked. Right. Finally, on October 25th, 2016, Beth was charged with eight counts of first degree murder. On January 13th, 2017, Beth was charged additionally with four counts of attempted murder and two counts of aggravated assault. And on June 1st of 2017, Beth actually pled guilty to all of these charges. A few short weeks later on the 26th, the court had held a sentencing hearing, which gave Beth's victims and their families a chance to read impact statements. And at the end of the hearing, Beth was sentenced to life in prison with no chance of parole for 25 years. Although the court could have sentenced her to eight consecutive life terms, totaling 200 years, the judge acknowledged that the only reason her murders had been found out was because she had confessed repeatedly. So, so what? I don't think that's a reason to give a well, lighter sentence. The only reason opinion. I would say that it is is because yeah. I think that it shows some sort of humanity here. I mean, I think I'm not saying it's right, justified, yeah. but there is some sort of human element in this woman, whether it's just so much... I mean, she she stopped herself from kind of hurting kids. I'm not saying she deserves a medal or no time. Well, I'm just saying it, it, it might be... I know it's your prison is necessarily the right thing for this woman. Well, I agree completely. Let me, let me clarify that, too. But also, maybe this also sets a little bit of a precedent, right? Like, right. confess to these types of murders, and you won't go to jail for life 200, for 200 years. Right, because you if know? you don't confess, like, you want to give people incentives to yeah, obviously do the true. right thing. Yeah. On June 5th, 2018, a public inquiry began to examine the circumstances of the long-term health care facility, which allowed Beth to begin killing patients and get away with mm. it for so long. This inquest led to a thorough examination of the conditions of long-term care facilities in Ontario, increased funding for training and staff education, increased staffing levels of nurses, less reliance on temp agency placement, and improved storage and tracking of medications. Yeah, so I'm that is say, a good the tracking... Thing. Yeah, I feel like the tracking in particular, you know, that has to be that has to be in place because if right. all it takes is a couple more drops of insulin to kill people well, over and over again, that you know, this has to be handled with extreme care. So Or that people are abusing their patients' drugs, you know, not exactly. even necessarily administering with them, but Beth will be eligible for parole in 2041, although the judge noted in a statement that he believes are unlikely to be released. 
Well, listen, I mean, we didn't even get into what was the motive here. I mean, we don't know the we motive. We don't know. But clearly she was... Yeah. There's some sort of victim-y thing here with her. I mean, I, th- I think it's sad. I think the whole thing is sad. I'm not saying she doesn't deserve any punishment, but I also no. think she has some sort of humanity within her, clearly. Yeah, I agree. Because you know what? She could have gotten a fucking away with it because none of these things were actually <laughs> tied to her if she didn't confess yeah. over and over and over again. I know, and it's so weird. This one I feel like I'm going to be thinking about a lot because there's so many elements of like if one little thing changed just a little bit right. you know would someone's life have been saved would someone you yeah, know maybe that's that's the thing about our stories darren is like one little detail change could have affected the whole thing but it's so true yeah. well we want to hear what you guys think about this at carpe darren at j thrasher you can find us on facebook and twitter Definitely let us know yeah. what you guys think about this because this is pretty big. Um, I and agree. Like John said, we're going to be thinking about this one for a while. That's true. It is a big one. So now let's get to the fun part, Darren, because that was a very heavy episode, to be completely honest with you. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's bring on our first ever Patreon super fan, Denise Anthony. Ooh. All right, Denise, welcome to the show. And ow, thank ow. you. That was me. That's Darren, by the way, not Denise. Um, Thank you so much for being such a dedicated uh, Patreon pledger for us over the years. And a big fan. I really appreciate it. I know. I got to tell you, I was a virgin before I met you guys. You got it. And what I mean by that is you were the very Uh podcast i ever 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 listened to ah so ever. just to be just to clarify here she well, is a virgin I prefer, to podcast i prefer guys. the other version and john you finally you yeah. finally lost your virginity to someone thank god to somebody thank god thank you denise for doing that we really appreciate <laughs> it then right. i catch up with martinis and murder then i had to go back and catch up with currently and then when oh, i got then i had hot failure when everybody you know when you guys moved to to um to shaking and, and disturbed yeah <laughs> but now everything's good. Well, thank you. By the way, those we're who don't know- We're not going anywhere. We're not going anywhere. This is our show. Yeah. Currently, for those who don't know, was Darren, mine and Darren's first ever podcast. You can't even find it anymore. I don't think. I think I think we stopped. What's that, Denise? Go ahead. Up there. It is. It's, it's still so- there? Okay, that's interesting because I thought we stopped paying for the space. So I don't know how that happened showing somebody the other day because somebody was asking about it and i and i did the screenshot of it i don't know if it was Spotify. i love denise knows more about us than we do denise as you can is tell on t- and and as you guys can see is a longtime fan of ours with martinis and murder currently uh and now shaking to disturb it only makes sense that you're our first ever patreon oh yes. yeah we, we, that's the least we could do and i hope that you're ready to be on air you you came to our live show and you brought <laughs> Bailey's, of course yeah. you brought booze. I mean, oh, uh, yes, yes, booze, booze for everybody. Yeah, that's right. And Denise, remind me, I might be wrong, but that was our Boston show when Matt Matt was uh, bowing to the curtain. Oh my uh, god! Yes, he was. That's right. And I correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't we run into you outside of the when you were going in? <laughs> you were going in. Yes, I'll never right. forget that. Darren and I were walking over. I think just to go in for the night. And mm-hmm. you guys were standing outside and you were like, you were, I think you were like, mom, dad. And we were like, dad? what? For us? Are you looking for us? Yes, exactly. That's yes. Amazing. Yes. And so that was the I'm night. Just re-laughing at Matt bowing to the curtain. I know. Door. What a, sh- what a that shit show. show that- oh, Halloween. It was Halloween. The Halloween show. I will never forget. Darren, do you remember? And I'm sure Denise, you were there too when this was happening. 
the wind that night. That's why when we were went in early, we were like rushing past, and we like <laughs> we're like we have to go inside. It was like crazy. Crazy, yeah. yeah I mean, so it crazy. was probably sixty mile per hour gusts, and I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> it was something crazy like that. So cool. we're gonna get into some more about with Denise here, but Denise has pledged at our super fan level on Patreon, sure. which means. Anyone who pledges at that level can opt in to becoming a guest on our show. Luckily, Denise thankfully agreed. We yeah, thought you were dog. such and the dog, by the way. Yes. yes. <laughs> and our goal. Yeah, you too. <laughs> great. Our goal is to get um, every single one of you super fans on the show, maybe even more than once over the course of time. So, Denise, you know, it's just so great to see you. And um, yeah. I got to say, I'm honored to be the first podcast that you would ever listen to only because like, I can't, I don't think I can remember. <laughs> it might've been serial, but I don't remember being like, I'm going to download a podcast and just what I could- to uh, iHeartRadio and something come up there and it was like a little ad or something for you guys. I'm like, oh, that sounds interesting. And then I just got hooked, totally hooked. You guys are great. You don't, wow. I don't you guys realize what positive you bring to like people. Like Aww. you just, a, a, you know, ray, both of you, a ray of sunshine and everybody <laughs> listen to. I don't think you realize it. The Facebook group is great. Yeah. Facebook group is fantastic. It's a positive page like, you know, it really I mean, is yeah they're like i need a i need pictures of animals and you know 200 people <laughs> post pictures of their animals you know it's, it's true it's a group of people it really is There's no negative it's great I will say I never thought that doing and by the way thank you so much that was so nice of you to say <laughs> yeah. those things to us um I never thought Darren doing a true crime podcast people would be like you guys are so nice and the positive you know what I mean like yeah. we're just t- kind of talking about death and murder you know what yeah. I'm saying but it's but that's that like, side note you guys just a, yeah. a great great team you're just oh thank you <laughs> the animal game is so strong and I absolutely love it in our Facebook group like you're oh, right you if you're just like I'm having a bad day I need this and the yeah. fact that you run a farm is yeah even so cooler funny. Yep. And my, my, uh, and you know, I, I say we're, you know, pretty good marriage, 26 years and we haven't been an episode of your shows. So that's pretty, that's a good thing. That is a good, it's in two weeks, 26 years. Yeah. Keep that streak going. Yeah. Congrats. I would say that when John and I do shows a lot of times or we have a Q and a people are always like, what got you into true crime or what's like the case that keeps you up at night. So I kind of want to flip it on you and like, yeah. what got you into it? Or is there any case that you wish you could solve or something? The case actually, I, I keep sending it to you guys and you guys got to do a case from Rhode Island. You haven't done anything from Rhode Island yet. We'll do it. Haven't? No. Oh my God, let's tell Megan. Okay. We're gonna do it. And you know, Megan would love this because Megan used to live in Rhode Island. We would, I was chatting with her. Oh. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, and um, wow. it's um, uh, the Adam Emery case. It it was a road rage, um, murder, conviction. They let them out on bail, and him and his wife supposedly committed suicide where I work, the bridge that <gasps> I work. Oh my god! Oh my god! Fascinating case, and it's been I think thirty years next year, and they found her skull. Actually, a fisherman found her skull. They never found anything with him. And this was at the time we didn't have any cameras or anything on the mm-hmm, bridge. Mm-hmm. So nobody, nobody knows what happened. They they had video from the court where they had a lip reader come in and was reading what they, they were saying to each other. And he said something like, we're going with our plan, something to that effect. Wow. And they, they bought weights at um, uh, a sports authority store. They bought some like ankle weights and stuff. Yeah. 
just a fascinating story. That's one that I would love to, to get. What's you guys the name? Want to do it with um, Adam Emery. Darren's writing it down with her pencil yeah. right now. This isn't, we're not, it's this is pen, serious. John. This pen. is serious business if she's actually <laughs> writing that down. No, that's good. We should take a second and mention to you, to everyone listening that we get so many suggestions. Oh, sure Please don't do. take yeah. it personally, but we yeah. do have a document and you can ask Megan. I, we even, we did this at the beginning of Shaken and Disturbed. We were like, Megan, we're going to send you all these um, suggestions, put them in a Google doc and get to them whenever we can. Yeah, yeah. And she's been so doing pretty, a great job. Yeah. yeah. It's, I'm sure it's in there. We probably just haven't caught up to it yet, but. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sure, but that's yeah. that's one a local no. one. Is always always just kind of hmm. And then they I was mowing underneath. I do a landscape at the bridge. They have a memorial under the bridge. Oh wow! And I saw. I was like, oh my god. Oh yeah, my god! Wow. Fascinating, fascinating. It was 30 years ago. 30 years ago, next November. Wow. Well, Darren, nice. should we move right along into our first ever super fan Patreon game? Darren's absolutely. dream is to be a game show host. So this is really exciting. Oh, yes. Yep. Yep. Ab absolutely. And this is a game we've played uh, on our Patreon lives before, but That's right. every time it's something different and it's kind of a simple 50, 50, get it right. If you okay. get five out of 10 of these, right. We're going to give you a $50 Amazon card. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. Which this is going to go not... directly to those cats. You know that. Yeah, <laughs> princess and princess. Yes, absolutely. That's true. Yes. And you know, this isn't um, a cat butt tissue holder. This is $50 Amazon <laughs> gift right. card that you can use to buy a cat butt tissue holder. Right. We will mandate that you buy yes. a, a, a cat butt holder, but no. Yes. Cat butt holder. Oh. And cat butt holder. <laughs> Exactly. And we're definitely, let me just say this, because, you know, on our on our Patreon lives, we tend to just give away the gifts regardless. Mm -hmm. We're sticking <laughs> to our guns on this one and on future ones. However, there is a consolation prize if you lose that will be revealed at the end. But I will tell you, it's definitely, cat. what's that? I might have to phone a cat, you know, phone a You might have to phone a cat. <laughs> exactly. Um, but exactly. I will say the, the you consolation. You can phone the cats or ducks. That's They're fine. right here somewhere. Oh, yeah. But I will say the consolation prize, if you don't win, is definitely not a $50 gift card. So <laughs> be prepared for that. Okay. Maybe it's a cat butt holder. But Maybe. Th this game is we're going to say a statement. John and I are just going to say a statement one at a time. And yep. you just have to say if that's John's fact or Darren's fact. It's oh, the John or Darren game. You may remember the John this. or Darren game. Yeah. It's very easy. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. All right. So, you ready? Yeah, Darren, take the first. first one. Yeah. Okay. John or Darren? My dad was in Playboy magazine. Really? One of oh. us. One of our dads. No kidding. Was I'm it? Out check it. Ow, ow. Final answer. Say... Yeah. Yes. Darren, reveal. It was actually my father who was in Ooh. Playboy magazine. Yes. Darren. Yes. So let me just say, before we get going, I asked Darren to send me some facts. I was like, they don't need to be wild and crazy. It could be like, I ate a salad today. And the first thing yeah. she wrote was that my dad was in Playboy magazine. I was like, Darren, I, was I said, like, I am cackling. <laughs> yeah. I was screaming. Darren, tell us what, how did this happen? And does your dad know that we're talking about this on a nationally worldwide broadcasted podcast it's not as it's not as salacious or sexy as oh. i think uh it it should be but i used to uh my family started a ski shop called princeton ski shops That's and we right. advertised in playboy magazine and my dad uh, was in like one of the models in the ads for oh playboy magazine. my so god see him as like a young guy probably like i don't know around my age maybe yeah 
interesting <laughs> who's in playboy i'll show you the do picture. you have the ad i was gonna say we need to maybe post the ad in patreon or something yeah like i think we i think we will think okay we will. denise you still have nine more tries to get All right, it here right. we go okay here's the next one who said this whose fact is this john or darren i'm currently a part of two active investigations by police that i can't talk about oh oh is that uh, john i'm gonna say john again you you kind of hesitated for a second. Yeah. Do you want to explain why? Are you thinking it could be Darren? No, no. maybe I'm, it has to do with, maybe it has to do with that TikTok you made with those jeans <laughs> that was kind of sussy. You know, yeah, my maybe. bike ride that I was surrounded by very yeah. sussy moments. That yeah, it was really funny. Yeah. Okay, final answer, me. Final answer, yes. You're correct. It's me. Oh, see, right, that's one. I'm I'm tallying it. Yes, Darren's writing down with her pen that looks like a pencil. Yes. Um. Yes, it's true. I'm part of two active investigations. They are not connected in any way. I cannot speak about them, but when the time comes down the road, I certainly will. I mean, listen, I I do a true crime podcast. I've got to talk about it. You're going to talk about it. Yeah. Okay. The next one, you're one for one. Here we go. All you need is four more. You need only four more. Yep. You can do it. Which one of us recently spent $150 on Oculus VR games? Now you're oh. caught up with the show, right, Denise? Because we both have the Oculus. That we both will, bought an uh, that's Oculus. A spoiler VR. alert: We both have the Oculus. That's so right. this could be any one of us. You think Darren would spend one hundred and fifty dollars on Oculus VR games, Denise? Final answer. My mind, John. John. Uh, final answer. <laughs> but, but could Darren be leading you astray? You know, or could I be tricking you? No, because you know, I've been obsessed with my Oculus. As have I, though. As have I. And I I love to fish. I love to fish on it. Darren, final answer. Unfortunately, the loser here is John Thrasher, who spent $150 (laughs) on his Oculus VR game. But we don't don't shame him. We just make fun of him slowly over time. I feel bad because we led Denise off of the right. I I led her astray. Yeah, you did lead her astray. All right. All right, you still have plenty of chances, though. You're not out of the game. We got it. All right, here we go. Number four, you still have plenty of chances here. Number four is, who said this? I don't like the taste of sea urchins. Sea urchins. urchins. Now, we can't, let's not, Darren, say anything about what our preferences are with seafood. Onions, is it? (laughs) It's hard to say. Hard to say. That's, I hate that word, and you just made me nauseous, but that's okay. (laughs) Who do you think um, hates the taste of sea urchins? A fishmonger would say. <laughs> oh, good one. Denise is such an encyclopedia she of our really stuff. Is. Um, I'm going to say Darren. Final answer? Final answer. You're correct. It's Darren. You are correct. You're up to I two. I do not like uni. I do not like it. I will That's say this. Terrible. It could have been That's me too. Good. So you could have gone either way, but I have never tasted sea urchins. So I can't confirm oh. that I sounds terrible that's true it does good. sound terrible it's not good all right let's keep it going okay which one of us said this uh who hated the movie licorice pizza oh no i can't remember this wait a minute i was gonna say this was on a recent episode i do believe i remember it you got a 50 50 chance if nothing else darren, darren final right. answer that is correct that's correct i did Denise. not like the movie 
Like I never saw that one. I never saw that. I never even heard of that I one. I really too. wanted yeah. to like it. It's Paul Thomas Anderson. I really wanted to like it. But it just... That was just like, I think last week's episode or something, I, I think. Couldn't. Well, okay, you have Denise. plenty of chances and yeah. you only need two more. So okay. Two more. You're two points okay. away from the okay, $50 okay. Amazon gift card, which you may or may not use to buy a cat butt tissue holder. Here we go. Correct. <laughs> Number six. Who says my first apartment in New York City was in Harlem on 141st Street? Darren, final answer. Oh, that was a quick one. That's wrong, yeah. Denise. That's oh, me. Really? It's John. Yeah. I lived on 107th. That's um, right. You did. I forgot about that. But no, it was Johnny Boy. That's right. Uh, That's Johnny right. Boy. All right. Okay. Still plenty, plenty of chances. Of- yep. Which one of us <laughs> took a bath for the first time in 25 years on New Year's Eve? <laughs> to be clear, to be clear, this person also took a shower over the last 25 years right, it wasn't the right, first right, right. ever time it wasn't the first themselves. time they cleansed themselves it was Thank the first you. time they we took a bath specifically let's clarify uh, clarify that um, yes John, and that the episode i gotta say that with your the um shampoo bottle that oh, was finished. oh god that was Denise, how do you remember all i don't even remember this because it was terrifying john that's it was terrifying but that was a great, it was a great story. I like that story. Thank you. Well, oh. listen, it wasn't great for me. It was terrifying. So yeah, you're thinking it's me, final answer? Yeah, final answer. Okay, Darren. It was me, Denise. Really? Um, it was Darren. John loves to take a bath. I was going to say. Not necessarily to relax, and I don't. And so I was like, really? it's a beautiful tub. I'm going to do it. And I did it. Oh, I so, know. To be fair, I showered afterwards, though, because it's not a form of cleanly no i do the same thing darren and i we should also mention i texted darren something about my wild night in on new year's eve i'm i'm in the bathtub and she literally wrote back i just took a bath too for the first time in a very long time and i was like were we naked together at the same time that's crazy <laughs> you, yeah you were like we're naked playing around in the bathtub together like, and i was like no <laughs> but by the way it's new year's eve you'd think we'd be out like you know, know. partying the night away but we were you know yeah, all right. no, no, a party. Yeah, that's all right. That's okay, right. so Denise, you have a score of three points. Let's just recap. You have three yeah. chances left to get two. Okay. So you have to get two out of the next three right. Okay. This okay. is, and these don't exactly get easier. I'm just going to share that with you now. All right, here we go. Denise, who said that Naomi Campbell once wished me a hap- a great day on my first let me redo this. Wow, John. Here, let me redo this because I'm, I'm reading the script as if it's the first person. So I'm, right, I'm messing it right. up. Okay. Who says this? Quote, Naomi Campbell once wished me a great day on my first day of a job. End quote. Dar- Darren? Saying- okay. Final answer. Final answer? Yes. I'm sorry, Denise. It was me again. <laughs> This was a tricky one because Darren is so, you know, she works with reality people every day, but Naomi Campbell on my first day of work at Oxygen in 2012 uh, tweeted me, hope you have a great day. Can't wait to work together soon. At the time she was um, the, one of the judges on the face. If you remember that modeling competition show. Oh no. Yeah. So, all right, Denise, you have to get the next two, right? Boy, the pressure. I feel good about this. All right. <laughs> Which one of us said this? I am obsessive about closing my rings on my Apple Watch. Exercise oh, rings. Oh, that has to be John. Wait Are a minute. Sh- oh, well, the- let's, Darren, do you have your Apple Watch on right now? Let's see. Okay. Should we see where our rings are? We're, we're on the Zoom. Oh, I can't really point it, but. <laughs> 
we're showing Denise our, our Apple Watch rings, but I don't know that happened. So you thought it was Darren, but do you no, maybe want to take another? I'm sorry, you thought it was me. Yeah. Do you want to take another? You're Apple crazy, so I'm going to stick with John. Stick with me. Yeah. He's but... Apple crazy, but I'm kind of fitness crazy. And, okay, and... so I'm going to change that to Darren finally. That's a good point. Darren <laughs> is more good, fitness. That's yeah. A good, yeah. Yeah. Not that John's not, it's just not in a way to control. John he cares. John had to hire somebody. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Okay. I'm still an Android person. So Apple, like. <laughs> I got it. Okay. <laughs> you just have to get this last one right, Denise. Okay. So you're good. So we're going to say it's Darren, right? We know. We Do we give yeah, her the fourth yeah. one? I literally cannot. Okay. Go ahead. All right. It was Darren. You're right. Correct. Yes. Correct. Ding, ding, ding. You're up to four. All right, Denise, you have to go. this last one. We have yes. to say, in the spirit of rules, and Darren is, you know, Darren wants to be a game show host. You got to stick to the rules. We can't be giving away cars. We're not going to give you a hit. Right. Yeah. This is it. If everyone could win a car on the price is right, it wouldn't be fun game. Okay, here we go. (laughs) Sure it would. The very last one. This is, this is great. Well, that's true. Maybe it would be a good show. Um, (laughs) I'm just thinking about that now. Okay. Last one. I get, okay. Who said this? I get a 12 pack of Orbit strawberry chewing gum delivered automatically to me every month from amazon oh this could really be anybody i think i think that's darren i think that's darren okay why why do you think it's darren just out of walk us through this thought process yeah i remember you talking about bubble gum at some point she was bubblegum for Halloween. That's probably. I what was bubblegum for Halloween. But would right. that necessarily translate into your adult Maybe it's because I really love gum. Yeah, I think so. What were you talking about? That gum, hubba bubba gum. Do you remember that hubba bubba gum? I do remember hubba bubba. I might have talked about the uh, bazooka. Bazooka. The bazooka. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. I, I'm gonna go with Darren. All right. All right. Are, I got a fifty-fifty shot. Are you sure? Uh, I'm going to go with um, maybe no, I'm, I'm just thinking I don't want to lead you astray but no, I do I, want you to take a minute and just think about think, um, think about strawberry think. like strawberries are very gay let's put it this way it's like you know <laughs> what the, I mean not that Darren's not gay but someone loves to eat his yeah. dessert at all times love no a de- it's I personally li- love liquid a dessert. form or gum I'm gonna form go with John you're final switching answer. to John final yeah. answer final answer Denise, congratulations. Oh. You've just won your first ever $50 Amazon gift card. I should have put some, um, you know, sound effects up here, but I didn't. Oh. Denise, that well, was, that was painful. I'm going to be honest, but it was I think for everybody. It was, yeah. it was painful for everybody, but you the only consolation so well. is that everyone's going to get a car. That's what we know. That's true. No, I will tell you. You'll hear it on Sunday's episode, but the consolation prize was going to be a bottle of vitamin D supplements. You didn't want that. You didn't want that. I need that. I like Denise's attitude that she needed that. Well, now that you've won a $50 gift card, you can buy 20 packs of them or have them delivered every month like I do with my Orbit scum. But I'll probably stick with toys and cat, dog food. I would stick with that as well, for sure, over any vitamin D that John would give me. Denise, thank you so much for joining us. Did you have a good time? Was it okay? It was great. I'm very excited when I got your um, you guys' message to do yes. this. It's wonderful. It's cool. It's really well, hopefully, neat. Hopefully, we'll have you on again sometime in the future. We're gonna try to do these. I don't know, Darren, once a month, twice a month, maybe we'll see how it, how it feels and who who's interested. You know if you also want to join us on an episode of Shaken and Disturb and compete 
for a $50 gift card, maybe even more. Sign up to be a super fan on our Patreon, patreon.com slash shake it and disturb. Click the link in our show notes. You can also DM John Thrasher and I on at Jay Thrasher at Carpe Darren. Definitely do that. Tweet us. Facebook group. Love Denise. Love you, Denise. <laughs> Anything else? Denise, you're, thanks, I think Megan. we're going to, let's, let's say thanks, Megan. But also, Denise, I think that we should anoint you our official Shaken and Disturbed Encyclopedia. Yes. Because nobody, including me or Darren, understand or remember the things that you have remembered just showing us today on the show. So thank you. You have 9,000 animals to distract you and you came on today. Love them. Thanks. And we'll see everybody who's listening next time on Shaken and Disturbed. Denise, say bye to everybody too. Bye, everyone. (laughs) 